0: To America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402 342 1290 or at 800 577 1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire.
1: We're getting down to crunch time, that's for sure. What was it, 16 days till the Iowa caucus? 16
0: days to the Iowa caucus.
1: We already broke down the latest uh, Republican debate with Grant Culp, our political consultant, and then my fearless co host, Alan Hager. Let's take a look at uh, the Democrats and, and their issues on health care. You know, when I watched, I've watched. I'm a political junkie like you guys, so I've watched both uh, debates from both sides. I was actually shocked to see that health care hardly even came up at all in the Democrat debate. That's supposed to be their issue, isn't it?
0: Yes, and uh, when you look at the Democrats' debate, first off, their debates are usually on a Saturday night when nobody's watching.
1: Isn't the other one during a divisional football game?
0: Yeah, exactly, and so uh, you don't
1: get to see anything very often. Grant, um, I know you thought Hillary was going to to win. Do you think there's a chance that the Democrats might feel the burn instead?
2: Well, I think they might feel some sort of burn, and then maybe have to nominate someone else at a convention again. Um, if depending on how far Bernie goes, but it, it's uh, you know I'm you know kind of surprised he does you know he does have a lot of the the grassroots uh, support and, and younger uh, younger folks. Uh, hopefully they they stay mobilized, but if, then again. President Obama organized a lot of young folks, and look, look what happened when, with him in the primaries. And he was running against Hillary Clinton. And so, you, um, I mean, we're going to see. I mean, he's, his number—he's peaking at the right time that you want to peak. I mean, unless he suddenly hits a brick wall this week, but you know, he, his numbers are rising at the time you want your numbers to rise. So, do you which think about two weeks out?
0: So, Grant, do you think that there's a chance that Hillary Clinton might not actually even get the nomination because she may get indicted?
2: I mean, that's what, you know, a lot of folks are saying that, that that's out there. Um, You know, I know it came up in the debate, but I mean, there is, you know, going to be a lot of lingering questions about her. And then, you know, I think with the timing with this new movie, uh, 13 Hours, the Benghazi movie coming out, probably I'm guessing her campaign is not going to be thrilled that this movie's out there, even though it's really not about her but it's just putting the whole thing back on the front, you know, center stage.
0: Right. And then you look at the latest poll numbers coming out of Iowa and New Hampshire, and Bernie Sanders led Iowa by 14 and uh, leads in New Hampshire by nine. Could you talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, I, I think those uh, numbers are important, even though there's a lot less people on the uh, candidates on the ballot on their side, you know, going to Iowa and New Hampshire. But remember, she came in, what, I believe, third, you know, in Iowa last time. So now she obviously needs to be, I mean, she, she has to come in second. If she came in third behind Martin O'Malley, that's, you know, that, that that would be, you know, crazy. She, so she obviously, you know, will do better in Iowa than she did last time. But then if he comes off, you know, in New Hampshire, I mean, it's hard to rebound. Um, you know, if you're going to lose, you know, if, you know, if you're going to win Iowa and New Hampshire, I mean, especially given the small field. I mean, he's, he will see if he wins um, both those states. Uh, he will see a massive influx of campaign cash coming in within about 48 hours.
0: Well, and then do you think that, uh, you know, I found it interesting that you brought up Martin O'Malley's name because the last time I saw him on the campaign trail, he was at an event and there was one person there.
2: It now was, I, I believe in full disclosure, that event was on a day of a major snowstorm and Hillary and Bernie Sanders both canceled their events that day. So and, and this one and the one guy showed up and talked to him for but then again but the fo- the optics of that picture I, I think I saw it in Roll Call Over the Hill and uh it it was it was not great, but in full disclosure I believe it was during a major snowstorm, um and Hillary and Bernie did cancel their events that so day. So if,
0: if Hillary were to get indicted, who would you see being the uh Who would they drop in there? Because I'll tell you what, I heard two names mentioned this week, one being Joe Biden, the other being Governor Moonbeam out there in uh, California. Do you think there's any truth to either one of those? What about the president from
2: West Wing? uh, I I think definitely some, I think, uh, you know, uh, a Joe Biden uh, either getting a vote, uh, a brokered uh, vote on the convention floor, something like that. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of superdelegates would be very happy to vote for Joe Biden, no matter where they came, no matter who they were committed to. Um, but I think, you know, and he was just out in the news earlier this week, um, you know, making the rounds. So he, I mean, there are a lot of Democrats that like him and I know there are a lot of folks that, uh, you know, wish he got in there. So I think he, given how, the numbers that Joe Biden could have, um, and just how, you know, and, you know, how popular he is, I think he could hit the ground, you know, running as needed to be, you know, if they, if he decided to come in and they realized, um, we're very much in trouble.
0: Well, and given the dislike between Obama and the Clinton family, don't you think that Clinton, or uh, Obama would relish a moment to be able to throw the book at Hillary and destroy well, not only the campaign chances, but her entire career?
2: Well, it would, I mean, you have to look at how, you know, Obama would clearly, the president would clearly see this as his third term. It, it definitely. I mean, you know, Joe Biden being elected or running. Uh, for president would clearly be seen as Obama's third term, definitely hands down. So I think he definitely would feel that, you know, and and I, and I think that's where he would get a lot of support. And I think he would already see a lot of uh, campaign support from uh, the several offshoots of the Obama campaign that, uh, that that they've created since, given it was you know Obama Biden before. So these folks have already worked for uh, you know campaigned for Joe Biden before. So like
1: organizing I mean, be... for action, OFA people.
2: Yes, correct. Yeah.
1: What well, what was Martin Sheen's character on White House, uh West Wing? Do you think he might end up? They might have to nominate that guy if they, if they cannibalize uh, you know, each other I, like it looks like they might do.
2: I'm pretty sure if they nominated him or put him on a poll right now, if you pull higher than Martin O'Malley. Oh.
1: <laughs> for, well, the th- sad thing is about Martin O'Malley having one guy show up. He still couldn't convince that one guy to to support him. You know.
2: No, he, the guy would not commit. He he talked to him for an hour and a half, and he wouldn't commit to him. Yes, he he said he said on paper you have a great resume. Um, a, and you have a lot of accomplishments, but he still wouldn't commit. Correct? Yes, I did see that.
1: That's kind of a fail, if you ask me. Now let's shift gears to our other branch of government. Um, you know, we used to have some founding fathers that actually <laughs> believed in a thing called separation of power. And uh, let's talk about the the U.S. Congress. You you see Republicans holding majorities there?
2: I I, I do. I think you know. Obviously, there's a, it's a presidential year. Um, but you know we, you know Republicans did hold the line uh, in previous uh, cycles. Um, obviously, just you know have have you know the Senate now. So I think it's it's going to be. I think we might depending on you know who the candidate is. I mean I think we will start to see the health care and Obamacare come up much more in the campaigns because they're going to really use this as a um, they can repeal or be, you know repeal and replace or you know depending on what side you are on what terminology they're going to use about Obamacare. Uh, but you're going to sit there. I mean, I'm sh- pretty sure in the congressional races, we'll see if there's a Republican Congress and a Republican uh, president. They're going to try and replace it and put you back. And, you know, you're going to be there going to be a lot of creative words being used uh, for what especially what the Democrats will use on this. And, and they'll probably use the example that we saw earlier um, last week when you know, the Republicans did send a uh, of um a repeal bill to the president's desk and he vetoed it. Now, if if there was a Republican in the White House and a Republican Congress, now that bill could have been repealed or major replacements could have been made. But then again, I also think what the Republicans can um, try and articulate is, now with the Republican administration and a Republican Congress, we can actually um, refine the legislation and actually put it through the committee process that it should have gone through when it originally went through. I, I think that's a major selling point. We can actually fix the bill, so.
1: Can it be fixed? That's the only.
2: Uh, probably not, I mean, it's gonna be hard, but I mean, we can at least, get, it would be better than just, you know, the president signing executive orders, you know, in, in the middle of the night, trying to fix a bill that, you know, really didn't, never saw the light of day until it was signed.
1: Right, right. And do you think um, repealing Obamacare is a winning argument for Republicans or a winning message?
2: I think in certain districts it clearly is, and it still, you know, it still polls, uh, you know, highly. I mean, obviously, you have to see. That's why Republicans have what probably tried to repeal it, what fifty-four times in the House yes. since uh, taking over. So,
0: well, and do you do you see uh, an impediment being possibly the fact that Republicans don't have sixty votes in the Senate, or could we bring this to regular order on that side?
2: I mean, it, it, I mean, it depends. Obviously, how how many votes the Republicans ended up getting in the next election. But, I mean, it would be great to run, you know, to obviously do regular order, since that's how they're doing a lot of other bills. And I and I know the regular order was a process that, you know, especially on the House side, that Speaker Ryan uh, instituted when, you know, he came in. That was one of his um, uh, major discussion points with the Freedom Caucus.
0: Now that we have a new speaker, do you think it's time maybe that we look at maybe a new majority leader in the Senate as well? Uh,
2: you know, I, you know, I, you know, Mitch I think he's doing an all right job. I mean, you know, it's it's the seniority system over there is just so much different than the House, where you know, and it's you know, and I'm a crazy, I'm you know, I'm from, you know, I'm a former employee of the House of Representatives, so you know, I'm not as much of an expert on every little thing in the Senate, but I but I do know they love their you know their seniority and those, and that tradition over there. So it's a little bit, uh, I know things operate a little bit different over there.
0: Right, which
1: it could— what, The place where all good things go to die, as he would yeah, say. Yeah, you know, my yes.
2: former—the former boss, I said, he said, you know, we operate on the merit system in the House, so we don't we don't have um, seniority.
0: Oh, I know. My boss said the same
1: exact thing. So? Do you—so um, so, you—it's possible, I guess we could say. I, I just don't know that it's a winning message for Republicans to be talking about repeal. They should be talking about letting states— Uh, do their own thing and getting the federal government out of health care. My just thoughts.
0: Well, and I tell you what, I think that even a better message would be you talk about things that matter to people. You talk about the issues, the economy. You know, this week alone, or the last couple weeks, man, I'll tell you what, people are taking a pounding in the stock market. And those are messages that resonate. If you talk about replacing Obamacare, I think that that would be a winning message and how you would do that.
2: Right. And I think that's probably good. You know, you'll start to see more of a switch towards that uh, because, you know, it has, you know, the bill has been around for so long. And, and there are people that do like even, you know, there are folks, uh, there are a lot of families that do like the, you know, fact you can stay on until you're 26, even though, I mean, obviously you're still paying for, you know, folks are still paying for that. But that was a selling point. I know, especially a lot. A lot of young people like that, especially if their if their parents or their employers or parents employers are still paying for it. Um, But that's still a segment of the population that likes it. Right. Um, And but uh, so I mean I think you know yeah certain replaces replacing or refining probably would be what they would probably want to tweak it at. Um, But uh, no, I totally agree with your point about the economy and with what the stock market's been doing. I mean, if you if we if we see another two weeks of uh, these massive declines, I think you'll definitely see when you look at. uh, those samplings in the Gallup polls, you know, what's number one on people's issues? You're definitely going to see the economy just definitely be number one, or you'll, you'll definitely see people switching towards that because it's just, you know, and, and they will probably change a lot of the talking points. And um, uh, you'll see start to see some of the congressional races as well as, uh, you know, the later on primary races uh, for the top of the ticket.
1: Interesting, interesting. I think anytime foreign policy is a major issue, that's good for Republicans as well. So if it becomes an economy and foreign policy election, I don't see the Democrats doing well.
2: Yeah, no. If it's economy, because um, they have
1: no answers.
2: <laughs> if it's the economy and foreign relations, I, I you'll see. You know, they continue to have strong numbers in the House. I mean, those, those are issues. Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, because, the Republicans are just going to run again. You know, they'll, you know, they'll tie to Nancy Pelosi and John Kerry's foreign policy plan.
1: All right, we got about a minute left, Grant. Uh, your predictions on who's going to uh, make it through. Um, to Super Tuesday
2: uh I think you'll see um I, I think you will see Trump making it through I think you'll see Rubio making it through uh depending on Christie does in New Hampshire he could make it through uh Jeb Bush will make it through given the money he has on hand
1: all right anybody else that's it uh, all right grant that,
2: that could be it. thank you
1: all right grant thank you so much for your time Alan final 10 seconds?
0: Uh, I think Mike Huckabee's going to get through, but that's the shill in me. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: But uh, there's a lot more to come, and we'll be talking more about the Iowa caucuses next week. Oh, we totally will because we will be within one week of them. Hey, make sure to check out uh, the Elephant Remembers thing, Alan, if you want to see the Huck in in Omaha. www.gopevent.com. All right. See you next week.